it's a crazy world we live in and I think you know with with mental health and everything like that we have to be able to make it in a way that's just starts taking pressure off ourselves but I mean where do you start with that yeah because I think you're right the great the great the great pressure is well if I'm not doing this what am what am I gonna you know yeah. What situation am I going to be in if I leave my current situation? That's mm. so often what it boils mm. down to. What we do here is go back, 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 back. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Frozen Brews podcast on a Friday afternoon. Uh, yeah, returning to the Friday, we just just thought, you know what, today, Friday's the day, the afternoon's a good time for it, and we're both kind of children quiet leading into the weekend, so we thought, you know what, Friday, let's just smooth on into a cheeky little podcast. Yeah, let's get let's get in it, let's get in it. How, how, how are you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. Um, this week has been sort of one of those, like, recovering from sickness week. I know mm. there's a lot of people... Um, everywhere at the moment that are that have had the head cold so if you got a head cold at the moment and you're listening to this fear not everyone has head colds you don't yeah. probably have COVID but yeah, yeah it has lasted a while a couple of weeks so you know that back end of a cold where you're like surely it's gone surely it's gone that's kind of been this week but yeah I've got to admit man it's been a bit of a slow week I haven't been haven't been up to a whole lot so uh yeah I've been looking forward to to getting on the pod and just having some chat with you how about you how are things yeah good man good yeah the start of the week was was all right i mean work work as usual uh and but i've been feeling quite uh ill these past couple of days my Mm. my my equilibrium just hasn't felt very good and my my stomach and head haven't been connecting very well so you know with everyone having colds and all of this at, uh, at the same time i'm here just in bed and my body doesn't really want to cooperate with me but it's it's interesting you know because obviously when we went into lockdown uh due to covid you know colds and flus and stuff went down Hmm. because we were all at home no one was interacting and now all of a sudden we're out of lockdown and we're all interacting and stuff again colds and flus and stuff is slowly starting to come back so it goes to show you how much hygiene we really have to take care of ourselves when we're around other people and in our just our general life yeah Uh, yeah it is fascinating to think that there was a period of time where probably no one in the country aside from covid was sick everyone Mm. was as healthy as they could be at least from a cold flu perspective yeah and then at some point someone had to have done something wrong hygiene wise and they got whatever that basic cold bacteria is that Mm -hmm. no one Mm -hmm. can find a cure for and started the cycle and yeah, I feel like every winter we sort of take it for granted that people were going to get sick. And this year's yeah. because of obviously all the stuff that's gone on. It made me think like this had to originate somewhere because probably no one had anything to start with. And then someone, I don't know, didn't wash their hands or they were out in the cold too long or like just they, we can't get rid of the cold. If only yeah. we get rid of the common cold. Like, yeah, exactly, every winter would exactly. be so much better. How is your how's your immune system generally? This isn't the question of the week, by the way. No, um, just loyal a, yep. listeners. But I mean, I've always had a terrible immune system. I've just mm-hmm. maybe I didn't eat enough dirt as a kid, or didn't you know <laughs> kiss the dog on the mouth enough, or but yeah, my immune system's always been rubbish. Like summer colds all the way through school, uni, 
Are, were you a sick yeah. kid or, or were you quite staunch? I, I, something would always happen in the winter. Yeah. Um, but during summer and everything like that, the rest of the year, sweet as. Mm. But then it does. It comes to winter time and something just, just happens. Um, I always expect it and I haven't had, uh, I haven't had it yet because... I mean, I think we've all been very, once again, careful. Yeah. Um, so with me having this kind of like stomach thing at the moment, I'm a bit like, oh, is my immune system starting to to open up a little bit more to and be susceptible to things? So I, I, I am waiting for it to happen, but I'm trying to just, you know, take care of myself. And that's what they say, you know, if you're sick, stay home. So um, that's... There's something yeah, about that, yeah. us as humans, aren't we? We're so bad at looking after ourselves as a species like it's mm. very clear the things we have to do get enough sleep wash your hands try and you know live in a place that's warm and has a roof obviously some people don't don't have that luxury and that's a massive problem but generally speaking we understand the way to live to try and stay healthy healthy and yet we're yeah. so bad at it <laughs> like, yeah. we're really yeah. we're really really bad at it um whereas i think you know animals they get you know they can run out of food or they can be part of the the you know the food chain systems but i don't think like birds get colds or i don't know <laughs> maybe they do i guess pets maybe they can, do i've heard pets can sneeze but but anyway yeah, well, moral my, story wash your hands wash your hands yeah well, i mean speaking to the cats being sick my my cat angel when we took her to the vet uh, months ago during lockdown and all that kind of stuff, after lockdown actually, um, they told us that she's always going to have um, the cat cat cold. Oh, really? And I, I didn't even realize that this was a thing. But yeah, Angel is always going to have like a, a sneeze and, mm. and something up with her. And it's just something that it doesn't go away. But as long as she's healthy and she's eating and she's active, mm. she's okay. But every now and then she'll just be in the corner and she'll just... Do a little cat sneeze. It's quite cute, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a bit like things like glandular fever, which I don't know if you've ever had, but... I have. I've, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you have... I've had it as well. We have glandular yeah. fever. We have glandular forever. fever. Forever. Like, it just yeah. sits with us. You sh- we shouldn't. I think it's the same with, like, chicken pox. If you've had it, the in theory, you should never get it again. Anyway, mm. this has gone very deep into sort of yeah, it, chemist, yeah, yeah. chemist and sickness territory. <laughs> As I said before, moral story, wash your hands. Wash get your enough hands. sleep. Shower maybe once every couple of days, every day if you want to. But um, yeah, thanks for, for tuning into Matt and James's uh, GP chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hey, okay. Well, I guess to start it off properly. Now, this is a... Uh, a question I think I know the answer to, but it's mm. not just for me. It's for the benefit of everyone else listening. True. Um, and I, I don't want to throw you in the water if, if you haven't, but I'm pretty sure you have. I know the answer. Um, are you enrolled to vote? I am enrolled to vote. I enrolled to Ooh. vote approximately an hour ago. Oh, Let me tell you about God. the enrolling to vote experience. Please Votes, do. Very, very, very easy. Very easy. I came home. Mum and Dad had their... Uh, letter mail thing i knew it hadn't come to me because i think my last uh, enrollment address was um my old flat my 2017 flat i thought you know what enrollment electoral commission probably has their their stuff together i can probably just go online sure enough went online tried to play with my details couldn't remember my real me login as is the same with everyone <laughs> everyone no one can remember their so real me login. tried to reset it 
that took maybe five minutes and in the end the electoral commission said to me mm, we can't validate you but you know what here pop your little driver's license or your passport number in no worries those of you who don't have a driver's license looking at you matthew <laughs> if you've got a passport that's fine put a number in validated me straight away changed my details told them where i was living this is your electorate we'll send you an email done in less than 10 minutes so i am enrolled to vote i literally did it less than an hour ago and it was piss easy are you enrolled to vote i am enrolled to vote um yes hey similar situation to you i realized that i've got to get my details up to up to up to whack um so yeah went online and tried to log in i was like you i couldn't remember any of my stuff um and in order to update my details so as you said i don't have a driver's license Mm -hmm. and my passport is expired so I, I i know i was kind of like what am i going to do here but there is an option that you can do it without doing uh putting putting those things in and then they mm-hmm. send you an email you've just got to fill out the form sign the form and then send it back and literally a few days ago they told me yep your details are all updated um so you're ready to go so i'm now up here with auckland central uh for my vote and ready to vote on these referendums as well and Auckland Central, big electorate this week with old Ooh. Nikki Kay stepping away yep. from politics. Yep, yep. Uh, Chloe Swarbrick, I'm sure, was doing silent little fist pumps, as I know Chloe Swarbrick does <laughs> in Auckland Central. So true. Shout out, shout out, Chloe. I know you're listening. Um, but yeah, uh, great that enrolling to vote is, is so easy and and great question for you, for you to ask because we are only a couple of months away. What is it, like in yep. two days it'll be two months? Yep, um, yep. Yeah, if you aren't enrolled to vote, just do it now. Just get do it done. It, it takes Take the time. so little time. Mm-hmm. And even if you, I mean, if you're someone that intends on voting but isn't sure about all your details and, you know, if you've moved, chances are you're probably not living in the same place as you did three years ago if you're, you know, under 25 or under 30 or whatever. Um, yeah, if you are someone that intends to, invo- intends to vote, just check it. Check it now. If you're someone yep. that doesn't intend to vote... Well, that is a podcast for another day. I'm sure mm. Matt and I, maybe in a couple of weeks, will do a sort of election politics podcast. But even if you don't think at the moment that you're interested in voting, just enroll to vote. So important to to have your your say in our democratic process. Um, just do the little thing now, and then over the next couple of months, you can have people convince you that that voting is is some is a right that you should you should exercise. Is it? Yeah, is it no, mandatory no. to vote in New Zealand? Uh no, it's not mandatory. But it's I mean, not, it's like but it is in saying. Australia. I think it's illegal not to vote in Australia. Ah, interesting. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, but, I, I think mean, it's technically like, it's like is finable. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're right. It, it, it's it, like you said. A lot has happened in the past for us to be able to get to this opportunity to vote, mm-hmm. um, and so use that opportunity. And I know I saw a quick figure. I can't remember the exact figure, but from 18 to 24 year olds. I think either just over or just under half of us aren't enrolled to vote. Um, and it's so pivotal, um, you know, I mean, what, what? I'm 25, you're turning 25 later this year, mm-hmm. is that correct? So, that is correct. I mean, you know, for people that are just, just allowed to vote this year, um, do it. it. It's your opportunity. It's our opportunity as, as youngsters in this democratic process to have a say in everything that's going on. So, yeah. No, do it. I, I think it's just one of those. I think I would like to think that people of our generation 
intend to vote and have want to have a say but what our yeah. generation is particularly bad at doing is life admin like deleting yeah, deleting mm. your those old emails clearing old photos off your phone i did that the other day just as something that i've been meaning to do for years wow. like vacuuming your room enrolling to vote there is a cutoff date like there is a certain date where if you aren't enrolled to vote even if you want to you can't so if you take nothing away from this podcast just go literally right now in fact for the first time ever i'm going to say pause the podcast stop listening Ooh. right now Ooh. stop listening have a little pause we'll be here we'll be here we'll be in here. 20 minutes we'll be yep. here tomorrow we'll be here next mm-hmm. week have a little pause go and roll right now and uh then we'll see you in 20 minutes and you know what we can do this so seamlessly pause your podcast right now and welcome back well done welcome you're back welcome. you're enrolled well done seamless nice well guys. done you've claps, enrolled claps, claps. and claps 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 um, but yeah, we'll probably do some sort of politics podcasts in the, in the I, near future, I, I suppose. I think it'll be an interesting discussion for you and I to have it would. off the air to off, say yeah. how we feel about, you know, sharing our political views. And mm-hmm. Well, we had, a, we, had a, we had a small discussion when you were up here in Auckland, if you remember. True, that's true. I do. Um, and also we have been a part of a viewing party uh, for the last election as well. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. The last so, two. The I last said this two. to to our friend yeah. Chris la, last night. I said to him, mm. "Oh, this will be third election. Now I'll, I'll try yearly election viewing party." Yeah, which I will not be there for. <laughs> well, I mean, you could. Hey, I, I mean, mean, I could <laughs> go. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm looking at my watch. I don't know why that doesn't sort of say anything about flights or your ability to. To, to come to Wellington, but the watch says, "Yeah, you could, you could, yeah, come I could, down. yeah, true, yep, yep." <laughs> anyway, politics is a chat for another day, but yeah, I imagine sure. at some point we will wait in. But this week, um, Matt and I were chatting about what we wanted to, to talk about, and we know that last week was sort of more of a a bitsy here, there, and everywhere. And it was it was it was really fun podcast. We it was really fun. enjoyed it, but yeah. but we hadn't. Part of the reason for that was we hadn't been struck by anything big or monumental that we wanted to talk about um it's not to say that today is big or monumental but there is there is a topic that we we want to chat about and that is the conversation of work just in all the basic generic connotations of it working uh full-time part-time casually as a living career all of that sort of stuff. And I think now that, as you said, we're, we're 25, 24, we know that lots of our, our close friends are sort of in that just finished university or a few years out of university, or at least kind of, you know, seven years out of school or whatever. I've really got a sense in the last uh, year or so that this is now the time where most of the people that I'm friends with are in a relatively secure job Mm. or they are into a job that whether they love it or hate it, they think they'll be in for a couple of years or I guess just the, the nine to five Monday to Friday for a lot of people, we're kind of at that stage in life, not necessarily you and I, and of course we'll talk about that, but, but lots of the people we know. And I think as we, you know, as we still come out of, out of lockdown from COVID where lots of people couldn't work. And obviously there's lots of people that are newly unemployed. Um, there are lots of people that are considering, 
you know, whether they continue on their line of work. Some people are forced to take up new line of work. I think that in combination with, you know, the, the discussions about, you know, should we have a four day working week? How do mm. we value work now in sort of mm. the 2020 world that we live in? I think in a positive way, these are discussions that are being had more, but it's not something that I've had, you know, conversations with people such as yourself in depth. I think we have a lot of, a lot of base level conversations with each other about, Oh, I hate my job or oh, work sucks and get to the weekend on Friday and Saturday. And everyone's like, Oh, I hated my week. I don't want to talk about it. You know, let's just, you know, ha- have a drink or whatever and try and pretend about it. But then Sunday night rolls around and yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to talk about that with you generally about people we know about our experiences at the moment and, and kind of how we both feel about the, the concept of, work and and the place that it holds in in general life at the moment um Mm. i guess i wanted to start with with asking you about about what you're doing we're doing now i mean we touched on a previous podcast about the fact that the the line of work that we're both really interested in acting is obviously one of those careers that traditionally coming through school and going into even going into university it's not a type a generic career profession yeah not that i want to label any areas of of work as generic but the kind of traditional nine to five office job it's clearly one of those industries that people you know are considered to be going down a different path more should i say self-employed or freelance or you know in quotation marks you know following an artistic dream or whatever um but obviously we're in quite different situations at the moment and that I'm other than, you know, both considering ourselves continually as freelance actors at the moment, I'm unemployed on the side on the COVID mm. income relief uh, benefit. And I'm struggling with, with everything that presents. You're in a slightly different situation wherein you moved to Auckland. You didn't intend to be in Auckland long-term. Now, because of the effects of COVID, you are. And as the nature of the beast is, you have a relationship with Barkers. uh, And now you're in a position where you're working full-time with Barkers. And yeah, I just wanted to to pick your brain on on how you feel about being in a full-time work position, uh, you know, working roughly 40 hours a week in something that isn't your primary number one you know, focus or goal or, or passion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you feel about that at the moment and, and not being forced to do that, but that is the nature of your situation at the moment. Some weeks easier than others. Uh, do you enjoy the job enough that it's not, doesn't feel like work to you? I mean, yeah. Just... Yeah. No, it's a uh, good questions all around. Um, and yeah, I mean, you hit my situation on that, on that head with that one. Um, I think for me with, you know, I've been working for Barkers for seven years. Um, mm-hmm. Started off Christmas cash, worked my way part time, full time, um, worked my up the ranks. Um, I can officially say now for the people that are listening and people that know that um, I am officially been made a manager as well. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I so yeah, have, I have the inside <laughs> scoop. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've officially been made a manager of the Sylvia Park store up here in Auckland. Um, so, you know, my roles changed once again with Barkers and 
for me, retail was always, I mean, it's like hospitality, you know, people that work mm-hmm. in hospitality before and retail, you, you know that it is, you're, you're, you're working, you're getting money, you know, yeah. um, whether you're studying or whatever, ruddy, ruddy, right. But for me, when I, when I finished studying, I actually really liked my job. I really enjoyed doing retail because it was, you know, one part I got the appreciation of working with clothes, but also just helping people. You know, I think a lot of people look at retail and hospitality as, you know, there's sometimes there's not a lot of respect for the people that are doing this. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, there is a massive uh, stigma against yeah, people that work yeah. in, in retail and, and hospitality. And, and for the most part, it's perceived as a part-time job or a university job or a side hustle job. And there's not a lot of respect for people that do those jobs um you know, as their primary industry or mm. as their secondary industry, but take it, you know, seriously and enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, like I could do a whole podcast just talking about retail in itself and, and what I want to say to customers. But at the same time, I also don't want to hurt my reputation and, and mm. working in a retail store. <laughs> um, but, you know, like some people can come in and um, all of a sudden like threatened by me or something like that but it's like for me i i'm here to help if you don't want to buy anything i'm not going to pressure you to buy anything if you want my help i'm here to help so mm. with that kind of mentality of working in a retail landscape it's it, uh, i enjoy it because i mean at uni i also did sociology as well so i'm really interested in how people interact with each other and 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 stuff like and how people think um so yeah being able to help people with their clothes as you know as um <laughs> capitalist as that sounds and you know obviously we're spending our money to buy all of these um nice things um i actually really love it but i i also knew coming out of uni as you were saying that theater isn't going to make me the amount of money with the things that I want to do right now. Cause yeah. going overseas has been a really big thing for me. Um, so I knew doing theater all the time wasn't necessarily going to get me to like a, com- a very comfortable position to do the things that I wanted to do. So I decided that, yeah, I'm just going to work full time. Um, and you know, obviously now that I've, I've moved up to Auckland and I'm not going overseas, I have this opportunity over the next 12 to 18 months to save even more money and especially in the position that I'm in now. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very blessed, as you were saying, a lot of people have lost their jobs because of COVID, um, Mm. and things like that. But for me, I've actually been climbing the ranks, you know, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate in the position that I am and I'm very thankful to Barkers as well for, um, giving me this opportunity but at the same time I've also been fighting for it for a very long time yeah um, so to be able to have this opportunity I'm really just going to take it run with it have fun with it because mm. I think I, I say this to everyone if you don't enjoy your job why are you doing it yeah you know why what is it is it like you're saying is it really worth um, but it is you know this thing that we're working for this money this mm. you know it, it revolves around everything we we need it we can't live exactly without it. and I think that's the response that that someone could give you that then for you would be hard to say as if someone said, well, the reason I'm doing this job is because I don't know if there's another, if I, if I leave this job and I'm in a place where I have to pay rent and there's no guarantee of me having another job, like that's mm, true, such a true, risk true, that true. I can't take. And if you don't have massive yep. savings, yep. which most people at our age don't, that is the fear. And, and I mean, that is at the crux of this conversation. Mm. I know so many people that are, that are becoming more and more unhappy with the position that they're in at the moment across such a wide range of sectors. 
people our age, 23, 24, 25, doing work, most of them have done the university thing. Now they're in a, a job that they are qualified for and on a varying you know, pay scale, most of them on salary. And lots of them just hate what they do. Mm. I think that's really interesting to hear you be so positive about retail. And I, I made a note about that, about about if you're being in a customer service position, because I also know people that, you know, are, are my age and, and older that have committed to a lifestyle of being in customer service industry. Like that is what probably what they're going to do with, with their life. Mm. And on the whole, those people are actually a lot happier than the people that are in the office jobs, because even though those jobs are probably on the whole less, they get less pay for it. And on the whole, they are perceived as being less jobs because they're customer service roles. And actually every day they get to interact with people and provide something. In your case, people that buy clothes, you know that the experience of people getting new stuff as you and yeah. I, and almost everyone yeah. knows when you get some new clothes, you feel so, you feel so stoked and excited. So good. Same with someone just going and getting a daily coffee, or if you're going out on a Saturday or a Sunday and you get brunch, if you're the person, the server that is providing it for that person, mm. there is a, a human to human satisfaction that takes place in customer service. Yeah. I've yeah. been a b- barista for like three, four years in Wellington and Bristol and, and even if it's not your primary, your, your primary passion or love of work, you can't deny the satisfaction of being able to see people have that enjoyment. And mm. I think for lots of people working in office jobs, you just don't see that satisfaction. Like if yeah. you're working for a, a government agency or a private sector, it doesn't mean what you're doing isn't important. It doesn't mean that mm. what you're doing doesn't directly affect people, but at least in customer service, you actually have that face-to-face interaction. Sure, that means the negative side of that can be terrible because if you have a bad, bad interaction yeah, with someone, so it true. is just as face-to-face. Yeah, But at least you're making someone's day a fairly good amount of the time. Yeah. And I think that is the struggle for lots of people in, in office jobs. Not that I'm going to pretend I have any idea what that life's like because no, a long time ago here. I decided, you know what, I have no interest in any path that takes me down doing mm-hmm. something like that he says ironically re-watching the office for like the fifth time and <laughs> watching that series and being like oh maybe being in an office is fun like maybe office life is all just shindigs in office games and gambling and but but yeah and i think i, I think as you said before a lot of the time it just boils down down to money and we're at the point now where most people our age aren't living at home yeah you have bills to pay and this is kind of the time where, yeah, people have to consider what what would actually make them happy. Mm. But a lot of the time, what would make them happy means a lot more stress on the other end with, like, you being unemployed or whatever. I think yeah. for me at the moment, um, as I said before, this week has been kind of a hard week because I've I've essentially been doing not that much this week. And my situation at the moment is, is having come back to New Zealand, I'm trying to, you know, get into doing auditions for for screen things that are happening here and you know theater things that are happening here but in the whole time I was away in the UK I had I had different side jobs that I did 20 to 30 hours a week or whatever that was sticking along and I meant that when I was putting time into the acting stuff I knew I had money coming in on the side mm-hmm. and even though I didn't necessarily enjoy those side jobs all that much you can kind of compartmentalize in your brain and go, I do this amount of stuff a week so that I can get this amount on what I'm passionate about. Um, At the moment, I don't really have 
a side hustle and because i'm on the income relief payment and having money come in from the government at the moment what i'm interested in doing i can be a bit more flexible you know say there was no dole there was no benefit i would be in a job at the moment probably making coffee 20 hours a week now because i'm back here and i wasn't making coffee in my last in in london i was working as a as a sales rep for a flower company and i'm really having to question at the moment you know what do i actually want to be my my side job and on the one hand, maybe that's easier than people having to ask the question, well, what do I want to do for my primary career? Like mm. that existential crisis is, is probably even more significant, but it's a whole different thing for for me and for us people that have a, a career in an industry that you have to be quite successful for it to be the only thing that you're doing. This week, I've just had a lot of time to myself where I've just been thinking like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't mm. want to do something that... I have to simply do to, to pay the bills. But fundamentally, that's what everyone that's has what it, to do. Yeah, that's what that, it comes that is, down to. Like, that is the nature of the society that we live in, where things cost money. At a certain age, when you're independent, you have to have some way of earning money. And, yeah, getting to the age where you realize that can be can be really difficult. And I think that's probably why you know, the mental health of people our age is... Is, I mean, I don't want to say is worse than people that are in school because I have no statistical you know, background for that. But I think this is a really, really difficult age for people where you kind of, you come out of school, you come out of university. And man, you know, people said, there are always people in university that said that university was hard. I was kind of always aware of it at the time. And I was like, you know what? This is pretty easy. Not the academics yeah. of it, but being told much like school, these are the classes that you've chosen. These are the requirements. You, most people getting student loan or student allowance and doesn't mean that we weren't racking up student debt, but it was kind of just another three, four, five years of having other people decide, yeah. well, this is kind of what you're doing and how well you do is sort of up to your work ethic and your academic ability and how much you care and all that sort of stuff. But now those first sort of one, two, three years out of uni, so many people are in crisis mode because they don't want to do what they're doing. But yeah. there's sort of no answer for that, is there? Unless, you know, one of the answers, I guess, is the idea of a universal basic income, which I know is is being discussed by you know, certain political parties and people. And I know some countries in Europe do that. The idea of, of having the government give people a base amount every week with this idea that it frees up people to explore different industries and mm. and what they want to do. But... Yeah, it's difficult, man, because there's kind of no way around the fact that, as you said, we live in a capitalist world where everything, including just living, costs money. And costs money. In order yeah. to earn money, you you have to do something. I mean, are you aware of you know people around you that you know either close friends or family friends or acquaintances? And I'm sure you must observe people that you know in office jobs or different bits and pieces and some people love what they do this is not you know, yeah some people really do enjoy what they do but are you aware of kind of our age group of people this kind of burden on people's shoulders of 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 working nah i mean i it's for me it's it's been a weird situation with like obviously i was coming up to auckland and then you know i was kind of going overseas um and so since being up in Auckland I've kind of just been focusing on getting my own feet in the ground up here yeah. um and and paving paving my way that I need to try and get through all of this um so no nah, I haven't really been paying too much attention to how um everyone else in, in the sense of work and stuff is doing 
Um, but I mean, I guess just to speak quickly to that, I mean, my partner, Rachel, she, you know, we both had jobs down in Wellington and, mm-hmm. and she left it because, you know, we had big plans. We were going overseas. Um, and since being up in Auckland, um, you know, there isn't a lot of uh, opportunities for work in the same area that she was in, you know, book selling and, and things like that. Um, she's tried a few places and there's just not a lot of jobs because everyone's in the same same book looking and, and, yeah. and there's not enough jobs to give to people. Um, so, you know, she, it's very fortunate for herself in the sense of I can, I can work with the job that I'm doing um, and she can really do the things that she loves um, in the sense of sewing and, and drawing and creating and writing and, and you know, all of this cre- creative stuff the creative Mm. stuff that you know i can't necessarily do but i want to be doing um but you know i'm i'm um don't want to be stereotypical but i'm bringing home the bacon kind of thing you know oh completely Um, but i'm but i'm very happy and content i said to her you know if you don't want to work then don't work i i i think you know but you know, it's very fortunate in the sense of that I can get the money for us yeah. to be able to live and pay rent and get food and everything like that. Um, and it's, it's, I yeah, mean, it's, it's great very interesting that you, situation. It's great that you're a in the position that you do that, but b that you're supportive as a partner to be able to have that have that relationship. And I think the the struggle for someone you know in Rachel's position or or someone in my position in, in terms of some similarities is everything that we've been taught by society and by school and university Mm. careers is that Mm. if you aren't working, it's wrong. Like that is ingrained into, into everything that we do into every, you know, parent teacher comment about, or what's so-and-so going to do afterwards. And, oh, he's not applying himself enough here. And, oh, I don't know if this person should pursue music or acting because there's no money in that. And, and it's just, it's just inbuilt into society, even in a country like ours, which we would like to think is relatively liberal. And, and when I say we value the arts, we don't in (laughs) a certain amount, but there is artistic stuff that comes out of New Zealand. But yeah, that, that, mindset clearly starts at school and and an nca i remember when i was in in year 10 when we were choosing nca subjects and the classic line is you know to keep a science take a science keep your options Mm. open Mm. and i remember at the time thinking i'm not trying to you know toot my own horn and make it sound like i was super woke in terms of subjects but i remember at the time (laughs) thinking like but i hate science and i suck at it and there's there's no way i'm i'm gonna do this so why would i keep it, it going and i think only three or four people didn't take a science out of maybe a, a year group of of a hundred. And I just I just think that growing up from school and then into university, I mean, we've had I've had great conversations with, with people about um shout out Adam Adam Hart who who we've been trying to get on of the podcast and he may be at some point. But I remember having a really good conversation with him about how he didn't go straight to university after school because he didn't know what he wanted to study. And again, yeah. there's too many yeah. people in this country that, you know, get pressured to out of school, whether by teachers or by the the implicit peer pressure of friends going to university. People go to university, spend three years, study something they're not passionate about, and then either end up in something, a career that they hate, or hey, yeah. get to the end of university and then don't follow through with that. And then it's hasn't been a wasted three years because I don't think you know, learning or education or even just the social experience of university is ever a waste of time. But mm. there's there's clearly something wrong with the structure of how we go from being sort of 
13, 14, 15 to fast forward 10 years later where all of a sudden so many people are in lines of work that they're not interested in. And sure, maybe that's a like a utopian, I don't know, super optimistic perspective of like, we should all be doing jobs that we enjoy. Like there's so many jobs in in the world that probably on, on the base, on the surface of it, unenjoyable jobs. It's not to mm. say that if we lined everyone up and paired them off with the industries that they liked, we could fulfill all the requirements of the societies that we live in. But I'm just so aware of so many people that I've been friends with from school through university and they get to this age and it's kind of look at their 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 abilities or their talents and you think why are you in a job that that you hate not a why don't you leave but how did we get to the point where there's so many talented people with with brilliant minds and super creative or or super practical and how did we get to this point where so many people haven't ended up doing what they want to do i think that's that's the thing for me at the moment is and you we have strangely divergent paths but kind of Mm -hmm. within the same sphere is that we're both we're both so keenly aware of what our number one thing is yep and with you going off and doing retail i know you're still aware of your love of acting for me having kind of nothing else going on at the moment except bros and brews podcast shout out (laughs) keeping us sane (laughs) shout out you know with nothing going on i'm still super aware of what my like my great passion is and in some yep. days that makes life easier for me because i go well i hate the situation at the moment but at least i know what i want to be doing in some True. ways i know that's easier than people who hate what they're doing and don't know what they don't would know what rather they be do. doing yeah yeah um that's yeah that's a that's a really good point and something that i wanted to bring up with you was i mean we do live in the age of of influences and and people making money just you know through instagram or or youtube or and i think that has been one thing that is definitely our generations to to own is as people making money on the internet doing you know non-traditional jobs that didn't even exist 10 years ago and i think yeah. like retail and hospitality influencers can get you know really looked down upon as people it's like oh you do that for a job you know you like you just market products or this person just takes photos of herself on in a bikini, like traveling the world or whatever. But actually when you break it down, these people are, you know, it's not to say that they're happier than any office worker or happier than you or I, but at least they on the whole, I imagine are people that have found a way to use what their skill sets are Mm. and, and make some amount of money. I mean, I don't pretend to know what amount of money influencers bring in. I know it ranges depending on how successful they are, but that is kind of something that has just happened in the last sort of five, 10 years as people figuring out what can I do as a freelancer, as self-employed, whether it's, you know, reviewing technology or being paid by hotels to travel the world and take pictures in these places and advertise to the hundreds of thousands of people that follow. But that in some ways I think is a, is a positive because these people yeah. are doing are doing stuff that, at least I would imagine they're kind of passionate about or in some cases super passionate about and get paid a lot of money for. And I'm like, 
good for you. Yeah, but I think, well, I mean, people, people that, you know, influencers and YouTubers and things like that, I mean, they're using what platform's in front of them. And they yeah. know that people are looking at this stuff like all the time, you know, internet culture is, is massive mm. um, for, for our generation and stuff like that. And it's funny, you, you talking and bringing that up actually made me think back to um, the question you asked a podcast ago, um, what would I be doing if I wasn't? if I wasn't yeah. doing acting or, or retail or whatever, um, it would, I would love to be a, um, a streamer and, yeah. and, and stream games and do games. Cause a, I, I absolutely love video games. Video games is my escapism and getting away from the world and everything like that. Um, and B being able to do it online in front of people lets me still create content and still perform for people in, in two different ways that, you know, um, that two different things that I love doing. So, um, it's it's definitely something that i always think about that oh man could i leave my job and could i play video games for a living and some people will look at that and be like what this person isn't doing anything they're just playing video games but it's like but this is entertainment it's just like i've always had this um uh heated discussion with people about how you go to um like sports events and rugby games and everything like that it's like you were watching people play a game and it's like, well, yeah. it's exactly the same for video games for introverted people or, or, and things like that. Like, it's like, that is their world. So it's, it's, yeah, we all find our own way of getting through this world. And just because it might not work for one person doesn't mean it's not going to work for another. But I, 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 a point that I was going to bring up earlier that you, you spoke to, it's with schooling and university and, and, and growing up and things like that. I just don't think we have enough time to actually uh, explore you know, you get you get put into a school situation and you're like, these are the subjects. Um, you can only have a, a certain amount of them and you've you've got to pick and you've got to try it out. And I just don't think us growing up, uh, whether it was with our parents or, or after, but in, in, in schooling facilities, I just feel like we don't have enough time to be able to explore what we're actually truly passionate about and you're right it's that pressure of we get to university and you've got to do something you've got to get ready for life and I'm always props for people that don't go straight away or they go have a gap year and they go get some life experience because we just that's it's so fast to figure out what we want to do for the rest of our lives but I think that's the other thing is that there's no pressure that you have to do the same thing for your whole entire life yeah um you know, I've uh, like I was saying, like I'd love to be an architect. I love acting. I love retail. I love video games. Like, there's so many facets that I could make work in in this current day of age. It's just the pressure of succeeding in it. Like, you have to be yeah. able to succeed in it in order to make money from it. Um, I mean, if you take money out of the equation of everything, then great. I mean, I wish we could go back to the times where I could just, you know, on my my live uh, my 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 livestock farm i could just give you one of my pigs and i could have my food for the rest of the week kind of thing my grains and stuff you know like all of a sudden this commodity of money started rolling in and 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 it's just been about that in order to live Mm. so it's 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 a crazy world we live in and i think you know with with mental health and everything like that we have to be able to make it in a way that's just starts taking pressure off ourselves but i mean where do you start with that yeah, because I think you're right. The great, the great, the great pressure is: well, if I'm not doing this, what am, what am I gonna, do? you know, yeah. what situation am I going to be in if I leave my current situation? That's mm. so often what it boils mm. down to: the fear of the unknown, the fear of the, the, 
putting yourself in a risky situation is most of the time far scarier than the prospect of continuing on in yeah. in the job. I mean, that was what was great about The Office as a show is that it's these boring, mundane people doing their everyday lives. And every so often, I think almost all of the characters, you know, would invariably at some point talk about the fact that, well, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like is working in a paper company actually what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? And sure, it's, I'd say it's a fictional show, but I kind of think the whole point of, of the office was showing ordinary people and, you know, Mm. giving people a chance to, you know, life imitates art, that whole thing. Um, I think what you, what you said before about, about the issues with schooling and, and NCA and, you know, we just have to look at the way that subjects are presented at at school to to see that it's not it's not a it's not a fair ground like the subjects yeah. that every yeah. school teaches maths english by no means am i saying maths and english shouldn't be compulsory up to year 11 and year 12 but look at most schools teach science across the board most schools teach history across the board obviously we're in a, a time at the moment where we're bringing up things about how history is really important in school again yeah. i'm not devaluing that but when you have conversations at, with people about what optional subjects they had at school, I mean, we had classics at our school. I know lots of schools didn't have classics. I find mm. it fascinating when people tell me that they had food tech at their school. Like, yeah, food Because my yeah. school never had that. And I was like, wait, what? This was a subject? But how else are people supposed to get interested in, in being a chef or working with food other than if you live in a home where you have a parent or, or someone that is going to in, inspire that within you? A lot of the times, the the industries where people have real passion for things are the subjects that either aren't offered or are considered like add-on subjects. Add-ons, yeah. Yeah, and one thing for me that I've never understood within New Zealand is, and I guess internationally as well, is why so many people come out of school and go into studying law at university. Oh, There's I, this definite oh, like... Uh, this. Uh. This, this follow the leader every year a significant cohort of people go into do law and again this doesn't mean that there aren't people who who should be doing law or are passionate True. about law or could make good lawyers but people just you know it is one of those default industries and i just i look at it when we get to this age and the amount of people i know that are lawyers and don't enjoy it or or struggled after you know law and you know did law at university and then I come out of it and think, oh, yeah, well, five years of that, fuck, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. But, you know, I've just spent five years on it. So do I, do I continue on with mm-hmm. something that I don't mm-hmm. enjoy or do I admit to myself that I just wasted five years doing something? And I think, well, the issue isn't at university. It's something, it's something earlier. Why is it that people at age 17, 18, 19 think that this industry in particular is super important? And sure, there are people that go in with, you know, want to be, climate change lawyers or, or lawyers to help out, you know, people that are, are, are wronged by all sorts of things. You know, there are obviously people working in that industry that are passionate about it and doing it for a great cause. But I can't believe just the numbers of people that blindly go into law in first year in university and then either continue with it and hate it or drop it after two years or drop it after one year. And and for me, that has always been one of the things that I've looked at within our society as people transition from you know being secondary school students to being university students or or independent adults and i go what how does this happen that that so many people think that and you know if you the complete opposite end of hospitality and customer service 
you know, if, if someone's at law and they say, oh, I, you know, someone's at university and they say, oh, I study law, traditionally the response to that is like, it's respected or, oh, you're being a lawyer, like, good for you. Yeah, you know, why is that a thing other than people who, you know, maybe come out of school, don't want to go to the university, go into retail or hospitality? We should respect those people because those are the people that are yeah. st- sticking their fork in the ground and going, fork i don't know a little hospitality joke there wasn't intended but i guess it's there now pitchfork maybe that's what i was going for and saying you know what this is what i want to do i want to work in customer service and i want to make people happy and i want to create you know work in a trade that is face-to-face and doesn't require all these years of of university i mean I, i don't know i don't know i don't have any grand response to that i think unfortunately we are kind of stuck in a system where you know like for all the things we've said, people end up on these paths and it kind of gets to the point where people are, are feeling like it's too late to change change what they're doing. But yeah. I guess I, I guess that was one message I wanted to, us to, to get to today was ultimately, like you said, if you're in a job and you're not enjoying it, by no means are we saying, you know, just, get just out of leave there. it, don't, yeah. go, go and do something. Obviously, you can't travel the world. I mean, that was one of the big things that people who needed a year off or wanted to take a break had a couple of really good friends who did six months in South America <laughs> last year, and they loved it, and it gave them such a perspective on on life and way that other people live in different cultures, and, and unfortunately, that kind of travel thing is probably out for a while now. But maybe, maybe... Months. Maybe that's a good thing because if people aren't just saving for the sake of travel, maybe people have more money in their bank accounts and maybe that means people can actually think, well, what do I want to do? What do I want to do with this money? Or does my situation mean it has to, you know, I have to stay doing the exact same thing. But yeah, yeah, I guess I just want to encourage people as someone that is unemployed at the moment, is on a benefit and sure, I'm I'm struggling with the the not working at the moment, but I'm also aware of the fact that maybe this is a better position to be in, not necessarily financially, but for mental state than being in a place where I have the next ten years mapped out ahead of me, and I don't think I can get out of it, or or something like that. So yeah, yeah I just encourage people to to question the the value of of the work they're doing to. believe in yourself enough that if if there's a half idea that you want to do on the side or you think you know maybe you want to shift from one profession that you have into another like the time to do it is is now it's not going to be easier to do at at 30 and yeah as as i've said that's kind of easy advice to give to give to people but my hope is that maybe with the way that we perceive society and, and work and I really hope in the next few years we get to the place of four day working weeks. I know people that are now have one day yeah, working, for working at yeah. home. Like that's fantastic. I, I yeah. really hope as a society and a culture, if not internationally, at least in New Zealand, because the bulk of the people I care about and I'm interested are here. I hope maybe we can get to a place where maybe working conditions is what needs to change. If you're in a job, that you don't like that much, but actually you only work four days a week and one of those days is from home, maybe that's enough of a shift. Maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be everyone runs away from industries that they're not enjoying. Maybe it is simply the conditions that people work in. But but yeah, it's been a really interesting time considering my own position with work and, and how yeah. 
how other people feel about work and and yeah i think the the mental health aspects that that come with do i have enough money what am i doing tomorrow what am i doing in six months time all of that is kind of the great the great struggles of of our age i mean we're yeah. kind of in quarter life crisis moment at, <laughs> at the moment great yeah. john mayer lyric in one of his songs about quarter life crisis and i've always thought about that i'm like yeah that's probably where we are where we are at the moment i mean do you have any sort of any closing closing thoughts and, closing and remarks thoughts. i mean yeah it makes I, me really I, happy that you are at least feeling passionate and, and refreshed and excited about new opportunity because i mean yeah that's that's what we want from our, our our friends so at least for you as one person it makes me super happy to hear that no thank you man i appreciate that i think i mean i've spoke to this before i i realized when you know all of these plans that i had you know this year was meant to be a really big culture um culture change for me and and just get start getting perspective on life and things like that and going overseas and really figuring out you know theater and and creating is you know is this, this is this is what i want to do and don't get me wrong it is what i want to do but you know with the current climate that's going on i had to adapt i had to i had to you know i i mentally started clocking out of retail i mean i was going to start working you know casually and all of that kind of stuff but i was getting ready to go overseas um and so i kind of really had to to clock back in that no i'm, I'm going to be doing this for a long time and i as you said i'm i'm really content with that because i love my job i love helping people i love retail um and yeah i love being able to lead a team and manage a team as well so the fact that i can can do that now and at least make other people's days more enjoyable with working with me then you know then i'm I'm winning i'm winning in some sort of aspect so yeah i mean don't get me wrong if you know we were saying before that fear of you know there's part of me that does that does want to just leave work and just commit full time to to acting but I think with with what I want what I see for myself in the future and with what I want to do I know that right now this is the right thing to be doing and at least I'm happy doing it so I as you were saying I think everyone just just check um check your values and what you value in your life what's making you happy what's not making you happy because those are the things that we need to start changing and if that's work then try and figure out other ways that you can you can look at work in a more positive light yeah and i think i think that's you've you've put that really well and and if there's one thing to take out of your particular situation is you've been massively affected by everything that's happened in 2020 and sure on on the face value of it of this this pandemic has been pandemic happens less jobs unemployment workforce and society in turmoil but i really hope that we can really build through the positives of this like i said the the whole work from home culture yeah. seeing yeah. what can we how can we work in in different ways i think again i'm not telling people to we're in the middle of world pandemic. Everything's gone topsy-turvy. Chuck away your job. Join in the chaos. No, of course, no. I'm not saying that. But <laughs> but it does offer some perspective on, you know, you can think that you're stable in the job that you're doing. Like, oh, I'm in this boring job, but at least you'll have given me money for all these years and blah, 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 buy a house. Your, your, your boring, stable job is not guaranteed. So maybe yeah. Yeah. the way that we are viewing the stability of, of work and what's actually actually important 
as I hope for the positive changed by all the, you know, the madness that's, that's going on this year. And that feeds into all the other stuff about like the fostering of, of community and society and activism that's going on at the moment. And people realizing, you know, what these things are important and these things aren't going to change if we, if we don't have conversations about them and we don't get out there and actually, you know, Mm. stand behind what, what we're passionate about. I mean, that is kind of one of the silver linings to take away from, from what has been, frankly, a, a mad year where there's just mad been year. so much chaos going on as 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 change, hopefully, you know, across yeah. all sorts of areas of of society, elements of change, both within, like, culture and, you know, politics and activism, and but also internal change within people and realizing what's important for them individually and yeah. how they want to live their lives yeah. and the people they want to be around and how they want to spend the weeks of the year of the decades you know yeah no that's yeah i i think i think that's a a brilliant way uh to to close off this week um it's been thank thank you for wanting to talk about this man because you know i know that obviously you and me were all really big for you know people's mental health and and things like that and, and our friends around us and um you know with the world world is always striving for stability um, but in this very unwavering time, uh, we do. We need to check ourselves. Um, so, so thank you very much uh, for wanting to talk about this uh, this topic this week, bro. I, I do appreciate it. Thank you, man. And I think that's been one of the good things that has come out of this podcast is us having conversations and and checking in and and to people people that are listening, you know, people yeah. that, are, that are our friends, people that aren't friends with us. Please, you know, send us a message let us know how you're going it's always important to check in with other people and and yeah if you're someone out there that's struggling with your job or you're struggling with unemployment look we would love to have a chat with you because we are wanting to normalize these conversations with each other with our wider community so that you know the struggles that that people are going through uh are things that that we can talk about with each other and, and like i said like you've said this is the fundamental reason why why the the bros and brews podcast came into existence to have conversations uh with each other and people listening and engaging with that that conversation which we know you are out there we're you know we're super stoked that people were messaging us and talking to us about about the content and, and the conversations were happening um yeah please continue to to, to talk to us because it continues to revive our energy to keep making this content and, and keep Thank having you. conversations about about different things so if you're listening out there please love it hate it whatever flick us a message uh keeps giving us the momentum to to keep going and, and ask questions and, and have conversations with each other yo that's perfect <laughs> so yeah thank you everyone thank you james once again love and peace thank you, bro. bro and thank you to everyone listening we'll see you next time Hey!